Welcome, guys. Um, it's been a week off, and uh, Christmas happened, and I hope you guys all, all had a good holiday, regardless of what you celebrate. Um, I did. Kinda, I guess. Are you celebrating Kwanzaa? No. Happy Kwanzaa? I'm not. But maybe you are. <laughs> um, I just got my booster shot, and I kind of feel a little... But, you know, it is what it is. Um, so... Today's episode, we're going to be talking about the Rune King game. I finally beat it. Tyler's had it beat for like a week and a half. <laughs> yes, and I don't remember any of the strategies for any of the battles, so don't ask me strats. I don't have them. Before we do that, though, we're going to go over um, the questions and poll from our previous podcast, which felt like a million years ago. It did, seriously, which is kind of weird, but like, that's right. We're here now. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, all right, so our question was, what was the overall, what was your overall opinion of season 11? And Nathan wrote in and said, I thought it tried to do a lot of cool things, such as the item rework, Ruination event, but it didn't come half-baked. I think Mythic's constrained builds in Ruination was a miss. Arcane was dope, though. I'm pretty sure you're pretty, I agree. I think um, the Mythics for sure didn't hit that well. Uh, as, as much, at least as much as they they thought it was gonna be, because it felt like they were gonna be like, oh, we're gonna have build diversity, and it's, but now you're still subjecting champions to one of three items, and then, like, I mean, if you look at like tank mythics, you can build one. One is better than. Yeah, there was in in the in the tank realm, um, the mythics were very one sided. There was always clearly a better mythic, whether it was uh. Was it Frozen Gauntlet or whatever? Mm-hmm. Um, or Sunfire? Like, there was definitely one that was better than the other at any given point in the game, um, regardless of what patch it was. They were never on an even footing, except for maybe, like, the f- patch was 11.3 or something like that, that maybe was close, or maybe 11.4. There was a point where they kind of evened out, and then Frozen Fist just became the better one. <laughs> like, the, the slow field was so much better. So I do agree that, Mythics, in some cases, didn't hit as well as um, they would have liked. But there are other cases like um, uh, you can look at champions like Caitlyn, who can build literally any one of the three mythic items uh, in the marksman range. She can mm-hmm. build shield bow. She can go gale force. She can go kraken slayer. And there's not a bad choice. It actually is matchup dependent, which I think what they're aiming for. Um, so they did nail it on a couple of champions and completely whiff on most of them. Um, yeah, so I, yeah, by far and large, I agree with the statement as a whole. It's not hundred percent true, but I can see where the sentiment comes from for sure. The other thing I like was thinking of is, um, Triforce and Sunder were such a big, like huge gap in like champion. Cause like you would build like Triforce was like the king like the item for like sheen abusers yes and then it was just so weak compared to sunder that gives you more hp it gives you the heal it gives you the bonus uh penetration as a mythic and then i mean they just recently i think it was before preseason where they changed up triforce to give a little bit more um with a mythic passive but prior it was so weak it's still not good it's, it's sunder is still the better item which mm-hmm. sucks i don't even like that item. <laughs> I look at it, I'm like, these stats suck. Triforce but penetration is fucking stupid broken. Triforce and... just doesn't feel like a mythic to me. 
honestly, if you if you swap Sunder and Triforce, Triforce might be better. Like the the mythic passive, mm-hmm. Triforce might end up being better because a lot of champions that build it do split damage anyways. Um, think like your Jaxes that do magic damage as well as um, physical damage, and he wants to build Triforce, but there's no reason for him to do that. <laughs> um, so I, I don't know. It, yeah, I think you're right. I think those two were a big, big whiff on the uh, mythic area, and even then, like there are plenty of other Sheen abusers like Lucian that don't even go that route. They just build Essence Reaver. So well, Sheen is not even just a mythic. It's like, well, Sheen you can use in so many different other things. Like, who cares what mythic you have? Go with a better mythic and then pick up Sheen on an Essence Reaver instead. I don't feel like I see Essence Reaver that much, considering that Presence of Mind exists and you just get the yeah. small a bit of mana regen when you hit someone and then you get like 20% refunded on kill and assists. For sure. Um, I just feel like maybe Essence Reaver just needs to get a little buff. I I mean if I play if I play GP, I'll play I'll build like Essence Reaver, especially if I'm going like crit. Oh, uh, excuse me, um Lethality it'll be like Essence Reaver and Dustblade. That That's feels the only good. Time I see Essence Reavers with Dustblade. Otherwise it's like no one else wants to use that. I mean even Ezreal still can build Dustblade and Essence Reaver and have a good game. I mean, he's better off building Sunderer, but he could go the alternative build where you're a little bit more uh, bursty early and you just don't do as much later. But yeah, it, it all falls into your point is the mythics weren't as good as they were hoping they would be. And some of the champions still have the same problems. Like Ezreal doesn't really build an ADC build. He <laughs> he builds a, a, a fighter or bruiser build and does damage like an ADC, which doesn't really make sense for what he's supposed to be. Um. Then, uh, what? There's what champion is it that? Oh, Ekaterina doesn't really even. Oh need God, it. Jesus Christ! Like she can build Kraken Slayer, great. You know that is a big fuck up. Um, but she can also build other items first that are better for her. Like a like a Nashor's Tooth is a better rush than a Kraken Slayer is for her, which is stupid. Every Why time that can just not need to build this. Every time on uh, an Aram, if I see a Katarina. They always fucking build like Bruiser. Like they go Sunder, Titanic Hydra, like Death Dance, and they just don't die and they get easy pentakills. Like, yeah, it's fucking stupid. That champion just needs. Is... I can't play that champion, so I mean, I'm not one to talk, but. <laughs> That's pretty insane, though. Um, what else did he hit on on his uh, response? The, the Rune Nation event. Oh, see, I disagree. I thought the Ruination Nation event was good. I, I think it just got overshadowed by the Arcane event because the Arcane event was so much bigger on a bigger scale. Um, the introduction of Viego was awesome. Um, that actually leads us into this episode anyways. Uh, I guess that's the, like, I, I kind of, it was obviously COVID happened and shit got delayed. It just yeah. felt like this game needed to come out either obviously before this which i think it was supposed to come out before the actual event in the middle of the year or or like during it or something yeah i felt like this game kind of got overshadowed this game and the zigs game were kind of they came and went and then people like oh shit these games are out that's right like i didn't even remember they were supposed to be released i i don't know maybe maybe i'm not on board with the the season long like event happening like every champion that comes out is related to the same thing i don't blame you it, I don't just, blame you at all. Uh, it seems kind of 
weird because it's not like they're releasing a ton of champions. No, they only released four this year. Yeah, yeah, which is rather little for them, but that's okay because there's a million fucking champions and not enough fucking bands. So that's fair. <laughs> All right, Nathan, thank you for that. And then we also had a submission from, I'm going to butcher the shit out of this, Joa Laws. Sure. Uh, All right. so he Go said, on. it was a bit annoying with Conqueror, but overall, I love the item changes. Uh, I'm going to assume just at the beginning of the season, obviously Conqueror came out like two, was it two years ago? It wasn't just yeah. last year. I don't know, but... It was definitely like it was stupid OP, right? No, it was definitely stupid strong. I to have a bone to pick with that is like I don't necessarily think Conquer's ever been the best. I mean, it, it okay, it's been the best, but like I have a love hate with that fucking rune <laughs> because I I feel like it is actually really hard to max stack it and actually get the healing benefit unless you're playing a Bruiser champion that's in the middle of the fight. Like even on like um, a Yasuo or a Yoni, if you're not getting enough ta- attacks off. It's not worth it on Ezreal. I don't think the only thing you get out of it on Ezreal is just the AD boost from hitting somebody and then being able to go in. But it still takes a fair amount of attacks to get that shit to actually start scaling and doing some damage. Um, so it's definitely a higher risk, high reward rune. I think that's where it's supposed to be. I think that makes sense. Um, but is it still annoying? Yes, it's fucking annoying. I remember when it first came out, it like. I don't think because right now it takes twelve stacks to cap, and then I think when it came out it was like only like six or something. It was very low, and then not not only did it heal you at max stacks, it also dealt true damage, and I think you healed for that portion of true damage as well. I yeah. mean, so, so it's oh, it's, oh, it's only taken them two years to fucking figure it out, but neat. Like, well, it took them two hundred years to develop Aphelios, so I mean, I think we're we're rolling on the right path. So yeah, he also said, love the item changes. Yeah, it shook it up. And, you know, we already just went over a bunch of, like, some champions have uh, identity crisis with what they build. Some champions can build whatever the fuck they want and still get away with it. Which is, is, is like, I hate, like, saying, oh, don't do that because it's, like, gatekeeping. But it's, like, cool, this person has a lot of diversity. But on the other hand, a Katarina that's a bruiser that can fucking never die and one-shot you is not very healthy. I was going to say, is it healthy or is it unhealthy? No, that's very unhealthy. What was it? Wait, was it? It's not been Katarina. I, maybe, maybe it is. I know there's sometimes when we play Arams, I like, I, fuck, or maybe it's like, I mean, it doesn't have to do with items. It's the AP Kaisa that's fucking the most unhealthy thing in the fucking game. I hate that thing. That has nothing to do with items. <laughs> that That's just a, a rant for another time. So, yeah. Uh, thank you guys. And for this week's uh, question, uh, what was it again? Uh, so. I don't know the best way to phrase this, but I'll spit it out there and, and we can word it better later. But what Riot Forge non-league game are you most looking forward to playing? So I mean that in, as in the base League of Legends game. What Riot game are you most looking forward to playing? Whether it be this Rune King game, maybe you haven't played it yet, but you want to get a, an honest idea of what's going on. There are spoilers, by the way. This is not the first, This is not the last time I'm going to mention that. Mm-hmm. Um, the Ziggs game. If it's Project L, which is the fighting game, I think there's an Echo game coming out. Um, and I think they're working on another RPG-style game. Um, I don't know if uh, if it's done being done by Riot Forge. I don't think it is, but the MMO that's supposed to come out in like five years? The, the, yeah, the the IP is, is Riot's. Sure. So regardless of if it's Riot Forge or whatever, yeah. Um, 
which which one are you most looking forward to playing? You know what? Fuck it. If if you're not even looking forward to any of those, just tell us what game, any game. How about that? Any fucking game that's coming out next year? Are you looking forward that's to? Fair. That's fair. Elden. Okay. <laughs> he had to get that in there. He's, he just really wanted to talk about Elden Ring for a second. <laughs> and then uh, finally, we have our poll, which was what was your favorite season eleven champion that was released, and that was not including the reworks. Yes. Uh, Viego and Vex were tied at forty percent. Uction was at twenty, and Gwen a whopping zero. Yeah, Gwen was pretty stupid when she first came out. That was a broken champion. Now she's kind of. Eh. She don't I do think. Um, I think all of them have settled pretty well. I don't think I'm not getting one shot by a Vex anymore. To be fair, I haven't played against a Vex recently. Uh, Viego doesn't seem too bad anymore. He was pretty stupidly broken. Vex is like a. She's one of the few entry level champions that they've actually released in recent years. Mm-hmm. Like you don't have to be good at the game to play Vex. Like you can you can play Vex if you have any sort of mid mechanics. Um which is what makes her strong, but also limits her, obviously. Kind of like Andy. You don't have to be great to play Andy, but if you know the ins and outs, you can you can play that champion. So um I think I voted on Viego because I just thought Viego's concept was really fucking cool. Um, yeah, we had the Rune King sword in the game for how long? I dude, I always wondered who the Rune King was. Um, but I would say the one thing I I don't like about Viego is I don't care for his voice. Yeah, his voice is kind of his voice actor is really kind of. Uh, it doesn't fit. He... When I think of like a Rune King, I'm not thinking like he sounds like um like a like a fallen Spanish king, and that's not what I think of. When I think of Rune King, I, like Spanish mm-hmm. from Spain. I think of like a regal group. But I don't think of like a fallen Spaniard in that way, I guess. I don't know. Maybe it piggybacks too much off of Pirates of the Caribbean. And maybe that's why I don't like it because he sounds kind of similar. But he's like got this weird British Spanish accent thing going on. That's just strange. Um, <clears throat> I will say that this game did make me like Viego more. It did make him feel more like a like a terror um as opposed to his his persona on the rift i think was definitely different like you see viego on the rift and you go oh here's another fucking stupid yasuo style champion right but when you play ruin king you're like oh this is a this is a demon bro this is like a, another thresh style champion and so i thought that characterization was a lot more interesting than what you get on the rift with him but so, uh and then oh, uh, what was our poll we had again uh oh did you play rune king and if you did did you like it yeah yes no maybe you plan on playing it eventually yeah there'll be there'll be a few options in the, in the poll list for you guys to choose from so go ahead answer those when you get a chance and um this is your final warning in case spoilers. you didn't notice spoilers ahead um this will be pretty heavily spoiled um <clears throat> not a whole lot of the story but obviously like the the big parts would be spoiled because they're important yeah, to you the can't we can't story. not talk about them yeah so without further ado guys um you're going to ruin king the game what do you think so i i don't play many uh like turn-based rpgs obviously i played pokemon when i was younger which i probably consider the first one i played um oh, jrpg i never i didn't play final fantasy i know you guys did um trying to think of another big turn-based style game out there 
That was pretty much it. Those were like the ones. <laughs> any any Japanese RPG is pretty much one that that fits in there. Uh, I mean, I I enjoyed it. Hey, I was gonna play it regardless if I liked them. Really liked um, turn style or turn based combat because it's 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 League of Legends, and I still want to like experience whatever the fuck they're gonna give me. Yeah. Uh, it was. I mean, it's very simple. It's very well explained. Uh, right away, you know what to do. Um. I thought it was very visually uh, well done. Like, I don't, I don't know if stunning isn't necessarily the right word, but like, like in combat or just so, everything, oh, everything. Okay. Like when when you when you look at the game, so the cutscenes were cool. I wish they weren't like two D animation, but obviously budget's a thing, and you can't make everything three D. Like I would thought it would have been way cooler to have a lot more three D animation in the cutscenes or in the in the chat scenes. Uh, but they brought it back to like Game Boy style RPGs where it's the pictures and the words and then uh, voices later on. Um, but the pictures were so well drawn. It was almost like, mm-hmm. well, I wish this was in 3D, but like this artwork is really fucking good. Like I- I'm complaining about something, but like it's not even like a really good complaint because the replacement was really well done. Um, the character design i thought was was really cool including the extra skins that you can get in the game um the maps i thought looked gorgeous oh that was probably one of my favorite parts is like you're just walking through bilgewater and like there's some there's some places where the camera will just automatically zoom out for you like when you're going down and then you could just see everything you can see tiny little houses with people walking in the back and you're like oh my god it's so detailed um it was great and I, I really like Bilgewater as an area. And so it, it just it just kind of like turned me on to the whole idea of this in general. Um, I think the my favorite thing about this game is the depth they've given to, uh, in particular, Misfortune, Alawi, and Ari. Yeah. Dude. I actually give a shit about these champions now. This game made me care a lot about Yasuo, actually. It, the only champion it didn't do that with was pike pike was very flat but i feel like there's not much to pike as it is like he comes he's supposed to be mysterious because he's kind of a villainous type character anyways this made him a hero which was an interesting take sure but pike is definitely a villainous character right um and villainous characters are more interesting when they're mysterious as opposed to when they're fully fleshed out um but he was my favorite fucking uh, character to fight with. <laughs> so regardless of what I thought about what they did with the story with Pike, he was probably the most fun uh, character for me in this game. Man, I just, it like, I guess, I guess Braum, Braum was fine. You can, you could literally like have him well, on the opposite, the opposite <laughs> like spectrum as Pike. Whereas yeah. they didn't, obviously he's just like a jolly dude from the Freljord. That's just happy all the time, which is like, okay. Did but you, yeah, did you do all the rest conversations at all the rest points. I did as much as I could. Yeah, I I hit all of them as they came up, and uh, it actually fleshed out a lot about Brom. Not necessarily more than what exists in his lore, but it really cements Brom as like the the friendly giant, mm-hmm. and it really cements him as like I will protect you. Like he always says, "Stand behind Brom." It's like I. <laughs> not to be cliche and say I felt that, but like, I really felt like, Oh yeah, I should um, 
stand behind that guy because he knows what the fuck he's doing. Like, you know what I mean? Like, he, this guy is my tank. And through these conversations, he's kind of like the group lookout, it seemed. And so I thought that was pretty, pretty impressive uh, way to flesh him out, considering he's mostly a loner in his lore. So to put him with a group of a ragtag group of individuals, I thought it was uh, pretty tastefully done without like making him too far one way or the other. Like he seemed, he seemed authentically Brom. Yeah. Same thing with Yasuo. Like he, obviously he's like a loner, but he's hired by Ari to. Yeah. So, okay. That was the end of the, of the Kanmai event, right? Of, of the, the Blossom event. Yeah. yeah. Kanmai, but it's, it is Spear Blossom. Yeah. With her and, um, him leaving Ionia. So she hired him for a bodyguard, but then when they get there, she leaves him. Itches him. Yeah. So was, was there any point to that? That was, we need to create story and we can't introduce them both at the same time. <laughs> it, it, it does go on to say that, um, Hari almost seemed scared of her powers. Mm-hmm. Um, which is interesting. And I don't know if this was influenced by that or not, but I don't know if you've seen Lovecraft Country. Mm-mm. There's a, a Kumiho, which is what Ari is, which is a, a nine-tailed demon fox. Um, and they work... They're basically a succubus. They work on um, getting their prey to orgasm and then... Or climax and then literally sucking the soul out of them when that happens. Now, Ari doesn't do that, but you can see where she comes from. She has this breathy voice and she talks very seductively. She has soft. a charm. She Exactly. She, she, she is charming not to have a pun, but like yeah. she carries that with her. And um, I think she realized like, oh shit, this guy is like legitimately down to help me. Like I, maybe I shouldn't do that. I think she realizes what's, what's wrong and what's right. The difference between right and wrong more or less. And, um, it's like, well, I'm going to just ditch this dude. So I don't accidentally kill him or vice versa. Yeah. That was the cool thing I liked is like, she obviously she's aware of what she's doing, but she like, doesn't want to. Yeah. She doesn't want to keep killing people. Um, so I, yeah, I guess that was the only thing I was kind of like, Oh, like Yasuo is just like the, the good, I won't say half of the game, but like he's just he's just like where is Ari? And they just like kind of walk around and I'm like, okay, yeah. I get it. Yeah, yeah. No, I mean that was cool. Um when they when they actually give you the uh Yasuo Yoni fight, that was mm-hmm. excellent. Um that was probably one of my favorite fights in the game. Um so thank you, Riot, for that. <laughs> the the other thing I liked, um, oh, oh, you actually get to see uh, like a a representative. It's not really Nagakaboros, but mm, okay, it's like a a vision of a possibility of Nagakaboros, which I thought was really cool because I always see that little tip line when you're loading in, saying uh, Nagakaboros basically is the bearded lady, and like you know people follow. I'm like, what the fuck is Nagakaboros? Like, what is that? mean and then they finally like this game like oh okay i get what the serpent mother is now that makes sense i like that i think it's really fucking cool that's what i was hyped like it, it went very in depth with a because like obviously from the few times i played her in games like okay she's this huge like priestess lady that just 
But like the and of course the other thing I really liked is like I don't I wasn't ex- obviously I didn't know when this game was taking place and then it introduces GP and it, oh, it yeah. takes place after the Burning Tides which was the gangplank of uh, um event where he died years ago or 6 years ago wasn't it that shit was hell long ago so you know he he survived misfortune's attack he comes before Alawi he gets tested, which is the other thing. I was like, what the fuck does that mean? You're getting tested? tested. So you just, you should, she's Spirit. literally like fighting. Isn't that the name of, of her, her W skill? Test of Spirit? Yeah, I think yeah. that's what it's called, right? And so that's what she does, which was badass. And it, it makes that skill a lot more interesting, knowing that like, hey, you could have had your ass beat while you were outside of yourself and you don't even know it. Uh, yeah, and so like you said, she tests GP and he passes with flying colors, and I was like, "Oh, so this is how this game's gonna start?" And I fucking I love that because like then she, I think it was at that part, or maybe it was earlier, but she starts to question mm-hmm. Nakaburo Naka and I like that like kind of aspect of it where she's kind of going against her religion. It's like, but it, at the end, at the end, it's it's guiding her, but she's allowed to branch off and do whatever. And of yeah. course, that that caused issues because misfortune finds out Gangplank's alive, and she also finds out it was Alawi's fault that he's alive. Yeah, you know they did a really good job at actually bringing some uh, animosity into the party. I thought that was really well done. I think it would have been interesting to have put Alawi and misfortune into some sort of battle, and and made you maybe pick a side and then resolve it later. Um. That would have been a cool addition to the game because those those two were were definitely at odds, um, and Pike as well was at odds with Misfortune. But I felt like everyone else was kind of like, eh. She does I think what she wants. I think there was one time where Pike says that MF is on his list. Yeah. Oh yeah. Definitely. That. Definitely, and it comes up a couple times in the rest conversations as well. Um, so that was pretty cool. I thought that was rather rather well done, actually. Um, considering like misfortune is so outdated in game with her voice lines that they actually give her a fucking like personality. Yes. They did a really good job with her. They really fleshed her out. Um, she almost (laughs) like gangplank is a villain, obviously, Mm -hmm. but this game sort of, uh, vilifies misfortune a little bit too. You see that she's not the she thinks she's the savior of Bilgewater. And you're like, I'm I'm kind of seeing. No, you're a douche. You're actually a giant rich douche. And you're not the savior of Bilgewater. <laughs> uh, I don't know the GP is, but you're no, not either. Yeah, I don't think there can actually be. It just needs someone to. Yeah. And like it's just king of or queen that, to see that uh, play out like two people at odds and you you can look at both of them and objectively see like you have a lot of fucking issues you guys need to work out um so that was really well done as well um was there anything else you want to talk about on the characters i think at the at the very end of the game after you fight viego um oh, fuck that fight by the way misfortunes like uh deckhand i can't remember what his name is like comes up and he's just like oh gangplanks escaped and that was it. I know. I was like, that's fucking... I was like, that was so anticlimactic, like, but oh okay, you, you knew it had to happen. Hopefully they, um... 
they can get some uh, DLC or add-ons or expansions of some mm, sort. I didn't even think about possibilities. They, of a... they totally could. They totally could. I mean, you have all the stuff there. They can add stuff. I mean, it's funny because like as I'm playing the game, there's a few times where I load it in and like there's like patch updates and I'm like, patch update. Oh yeah, that's right. You know, it's not regular ass league. Like they do patch regular ass games. You know, <laughs> so I thought that was kind of funny. Um, but yeah, that. That part fell flat, but I felt like the story in and of itself was actually really good. The when when Viego came out um, and they did the ruination events, they kept talking about his queen. I really never felt any connection to that. I'm like, this that, is yeah, that part for sure. I'm like just, this is really fucking stupid. I don't really get it. He's always just that. I think that's one thing I don't like about Viego. As all he does is fucking whine about Isolde, and then but. No, go, go. And then it's revealed that he's a fucking douchebag to her. Yes. Oh, dude, that uh, that reveal was so good because all they did, and I think it's I think it's off the groundwork of all they did was make him bitch and whine that he couldn't find his queen, and that's all he needed was to find his queen, my queen, my, my queen, <laughs> <laughs> like 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 the dude. whole time. It's like shut the fuck up, and then you learn that he was a dick. It's like. That serves you right, motherfucker. Bro, bro, she don't she don't want your dick anymore, bro. Just fucking, yeah. just Fuck let it be. Dude. Yeah, exactly. So, but that was such a, it was such a good moment. It it one made me feel good, like yeah, fuck you, Viego. But then two also made him cool because I'm like, oh yeah, this champion is literally going through psychosis and he doesn't know it, and he's so powerful that no one can actually help him understand what's happening. Um. And that that brought like a level of humanism. Mm-hmm. So I thought that was pretty cool too in terms of storytelling. I thought that was really well done. So I just the, wish they fix his in-game voice line so he shuts the fuck up about a soul day. He just keep yeah, I feel like that's like ninety percent of his quotes are just it's so bad. I also wish they would just get a new voice actor for him, but so that's my, my as far as the end of the game, the story. So and and this was the other confusing thing is when does it take place with the ruination event that we had? So he's locked in the amulet, right? Yes. So does this happen before the ruination event or after? Because like both stories are so drastically different with how they like defeat Viego. That's a good question. I don't know if this game is necessarily canon. And or, then or, um, or how it how it fits in or if it does or if it's just uh, a side story, only a side story. I mean, I I like the idea of Brom traveling to Bilgewater because that's so out of place um, yeah, that, that I, I hope that's canon. And he can't swim. Funny. <laughs> yeah, I know. It, it, it's actually really funny to me. But um, and then at the end where misfortune like. Does she get possessed? Because she, like, you know, has that brief vision that she could, like, rule over Bilgewater, have gangplank, blah, blah, blah. And then yeah. they they defeat Diego. She walks away. And then there's, like, a, a quick second. Cause, okay, that I guess I could talk about that's another thing that kind of bothered me. Is they showed, like, two champions, like, aftermaths. They showed, like, Miss Fortune, who looked like her eyes were green. Was she possessed by him still? Maybe. Maybe. And then it just shows Pike like chilling in the water with his list. I'm like, okay, where's where's Alawi's like cutscene? Where's Brahm's cutscene? Where's Yasuo's? I want to see what they're doing. I want to see I want to see Brahm and Yasuo sailing back to the Freljord. And... That'd be great. 
that'd be i felt like uh throughout all those rest conversations those two ended up actually becoming good friends and you know yasuo such a loner and brahm's such a happy like come on dude let's do it it's okay and yasuo's like uh leave me alone now thanks kind of like vex um <laughs> and i just thought it was those two i don't want to ship them in like a in like a romantic relationship but like a, in a good friendship like mm. those two ship really well <laughs> in the game Dude, you want to talk about relationship fucking alawi has the biggest heart on for brahm she does she likes Part her- of it, she can slam it down oh my <laughs> god dude we there's there's actually like in-game quotes and which i'm gonna look up because there's like a scene in the game where they're in uh when they're on misfortune ship and they're just talking uh in one of the cabins and she like literally wants to like bang him like she's doesn't straight up say that uh but she's just like hey do you want to go to my room yeah um but yeah she has (laughs) she has some fucking very suggestive quotes and it's badass okay let's see uh and this is in game let's see she said so this is actually in league of legends northman there are motions i would like to show you I know you are strong. I wonder if you have stamina. Finally, a man who won't break. I'm like, God damn. <laughs> she likes those. She likes those big dudes, dude. I mean, she was she was she was lovers with Gangplank. Gangplank's a big dude. Um, but you know, he's kind of fucking a psychopath. Yeah, just a little bit. Um, um but all right, let's. Uh, um, oh, the map layout. Like when you're through each separate map, I thought the layouts were great. I thought they did a really good job. What I didn't like is that they're fucking confusing. And when they make you run back and forth, I'm like, dude, I don't remember which part fucking goes where. And there's not a good way to look at it. You have to like go to that area, like the fleet streets Mm -hmm. and pull up the map and say, okay, how the fuck do I get to Baron's rest? That is one thing I would. Yeah, I agree. It, it, like I just wanted to open up a full map of the world and be able to scroll all the way across. And, you know, even if it's grayed out, that's fine. I haven't discovered it yet, but like, let me fucking scroll all the way across the fucking map because I can't remember where all this shit is. Why you can't remember you're introducing to me a new town and a new layout to this town and all these new nooks and crannies of this town. And I don't know any of it. I don't know what's next to what it doesn't exist anywhere. I can't just fucking remember like, Oh, that's right. Baron's rest at the top east corner of, of this because it was mentioned in this one story. It's like, yeah, it no. does take you a hot minute to like remember where everything is. You get, I get so turned, I was getting so turned around. I'm like, wait a minute. No, right. it's not this way. Uh, that sucked. There's not really a good fast travel system in a lot of the areas. The like, best areas fast travels in the shadow Isles, but like anywhere else, there's no good fast travel. Also was terrible. Why couldn't we have like a mini map? Like, on the screen at all times, dude. I Every think time. I said that when I first opened the game. I'm like, uh, there's no mini map. Like you have to, you have to pause, open up, and then, yeah, it was. It's yeah. The map layout was very confusing. There was like, well, yeah. the layout was good, but like if I just had a fucking map, a mini map, so I don't have to keep pausing the game, look at a fucking map, or or if I had the ability to look at maps in other areas, it'd be better. I think the other biggest uh, thing I had with this game is the amount of bugs. Oh, I know we we're always bitching about this. 
buggy as it fuck. felt like this game was obviously it dropped like out of nowhere. We knew it was coming out this year, but like there one day they were just like, Oh, Hey, here you go. It felt like it wasn't complete. There were several missions, side quests in particular, like the bounty board. Um, it'd be like, Oh, go find this dude. And I've definitely defeated that dude. And I couldn't get the reward, uh, way or like the, um, yeah, I guess the waypoint of where I'm supposed to go or where the target is, it would be, I felt like, I think sometimes it wasn't in the right spot. Like, obviously it'll be like, oh, you got to look around and fucking talk to everybody. But the waypoint was really kind of glitched out. My biggest one I'm butthurt about is at the end when I'm trying to get legendary weapons for each person for the misfortune, uh, pistols, I could not get, they were just glitched and I couldn't pick up the necessary parts to, to build it. So I ended up just saying fuck it and just not continuing with that. Yeah, yeah, I I can see that. Um, the I will say the puzzles for some of the uh, legendary weapons, uh, but figuring them out, I don't know how some of these people figure some of this shit out. Like, uh, like the light pillar ones where you have to turn them. Well, those were you could figure those out, but like. The ones to get Ari's Oblivion Orb. You got to turn the statues and they got to face a certain way. I'm like, how the fuck do you know that? Like, where did it say? Like, there's something. And I think you really have to read every line of dialogue that comes in. I did not really read many of the. Um, like the, the lore pieces or whatever. Yeah, pieces. Um, I didn't read most of those because I'm like, dude, I'm not going to sit here and read some of them two, three pages long. Like, I just don't have time i sunk about i think 50 hours into the game something like that and i was like yeah if i were to read all those i would have sunk another 10 hours you know what i mean like i'm just not gonna uh not gonna do that but um the the way to go about getting some of them i thought was pretty cool the fact that dustblade of drakthar is in the game oblivion orb is in the game um I can't remember some of the other ones. I know I Force know. of Nature was in there. Yeah, Force of Nature was in there. Um, I know that Warmogs was an enchantment, so that was pretty cool. Um, which, by the way, the enchanting screen also could be improved. Uh, sometimes, it, never once does this game tell you when you enchant something that you can't enchant it with something else. Oh, yeah. I remember, and okay. It doesn't tell you whether or not you can override or not override something. I never did because I didn't want to find out and fuck up what I had. <clears throat> but I would really have loved it if they were to point out, hey, this is enchanted already or, or something. The the menu screens were not that clear. I got really butthurt because uh, there are some parts. And I remember I was talking to you about this. And I was getting really frustrated. It's when you're sorting through items or materials, there's no alphabetical order option. I don't know if it was it would go from like, a rarity, yeah, rarity, and I can't remember what the other one was, or like least rare. It like I, that's all it did. Was that I think was it level based? I think you could pick level based. But yeah, there's no alphabetical way to look at it. Um, there were some bugs when equipping or trying to not equip something to somebody. Like you had, if you just backed out, it would just back you out to the whole menu, and you had to get back into the menu and start over. That was kind of silly. Um, oh, the fucking autosave feature sucks ass in this game, dude. Yeah, it does. There was, you either have to like stop at like a, a rest stop or 
you have to get through a checkpoint uh, into the next little map area. There were so many times where I like would be progress. I progressed like fifteen minutes, and then I would 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 combat someone, and then I would die, and I'd have to go all the way back. I'm like, why the fuck is it not auto saving every fucking door I walk in? Yeah, that's weird. I w- you would think it would do that. If I like enter a new area, just auto save. The other the other big thing I had a problem with, and it wasn't like it wasn't game breaking, it was just really fucking annoying. But when I played with Ari in the party, after she would finish her attack, there'd be like a good five second pause where nothing's happening. Like the game didn't freeze, but it just like trying to catch up or something. And then it would go. And I was like, what the fuck am I waiting for? Like, why am I still here? Like, shit, she attacked. Can I move on? Like, I have it on fast pace attack. Mm-hmm. So I want to fucking, I want to do the battle, but I want to, like, move it along. Like, I'm not sitting here trying to fucking just watch each fucking strike in slow motion. Like, let's pick up the pace here, dude. So that kind of sucked. And, like, it really sucked when I would get an extra turn because after every fucking turn, it would pause. And there was times where I get, like, three or four extra turns in a row. I was like, oh, my fucking God, Ari, stop fucking attacking. But I kept the team of Alawi, Ari, and Pike because I needed a tank a debuffer and a healer and uh, another debuffer. So I, I, I spent a lot of this game doing a lot of true damage with debuffs as opposed to uh, just regular attack damage. And I felt that was like a pretty good strat because a lot of these um, enemies can just build shields, but the true damage goes right through the shield. So that was kind of cool. <laughs> oh, okay. Hold on a second. I'm looking through... Is this the Black Mist, Miss Ward, Burning Tides? Okay, so I'm on the wiki, the Rune King wiki, and there's a timeline, which I will send to you really quick so you can take a peek at this while I'm looking at it and talking about it. Okay. Um, Hopefully that works. Of exactly when all this shit is going down. Obviously, we're not... So whatever the year... Before the year 19... 992 is when Senna is imprisoned imprisoned by Thresh. Um, maybe let me, pull, let me bring this up on the that worked. Yeah, yeah, there we go. Um, and then the the Burning Tides is a couple of year two years later, and then let's see the Black Mist attacks Bilgewater, Shadow and Fortune. I'm assuming that's a is that a a cinematic? The Black Mist attacks Bilge, Shadow and Fortune. And then, okay, so the Rune King. This is so weird. This shit's going on for years. The and then wait, is the let, Sentinel's light stop? Okay, I'm sounding like a fucking idiot trying to figure this out. Like, talk. I'm trying to figure this out oh, and talk at the same time. Story. Okay, it's what? It's a story, a short story. Okay, so from that, I wish you would tell me when Senna was released. Does like, not tell you when Senna, yeah, breaks she, free of Thresh's uh, yeah. when Lucian saves her. I mean, obviously she's a Sentinel of, of Light. I would assume. Oh, you know what? I bet you it's during uh, uh, Shadow and Fortune, honestly, because it says Lucian, Misfortune, Olaf, and Gangplank are involved in that. Okay, so I'm sure this is probably has to do with with that event or that short story, which is actually rather fucking long. Jesus Christ, right? We thrash, yeah, it's got to be that story. So, uh, I guess we answer our question then is uh, the Rune King game takes place right 
It takes place a year, yearish. event, and so he gets to. I guess that just leaves me more. So this okay is this telling us if this is canon? I guess so. But so he gets imprisoned in the amulet. How does he break free? And then he gets defeated again. Yeah, how does he break free? That's a good question. This game sucks. Zero out of ten. <laughs> Fuck yourself. Uh, yeah, that's a good. That's a good question. I think part of it is that they haven't fully fleshed out exactly where they want the story to go because obviously, if they ever complete the story, then all that's left is a gameplay, and the game won't survive on gameplay alone. It did before, but now they're a little big for their britches. Um, Maybe I'd feel different if the game actually did come out before the Sentinels of Light event. If it came out in in a a timeline order? Yeah. Maybe I would have felt better. I can see that for sure. Is there Uh, any any other things you want to mention? I think think we did a pretty good job of not talking about everything, but getting a good sharing our opinions pretty well. I will say I was a little annoyed at the lack of NPC uh, model diversity. Like I felt oh, like a lot of the same. I was like, this... All like, the people uh, in Bilgewater just you talk to or just look the same? About five, five people, pretty much, in Bilgewater, and they all fucking look the same. Some of them have slightly different clothes, but I'm like, dude, come on. You could have done a little bit better. Um, all the Yordles are just different colors. <laughs> okay. Um, what about the fishing? You, the, didn't, you didn't like the fishing, did you? Okay, so the fish, the original, when you read the tutorial, I could not figure out fishing. I'm like, I'm supposed to fucking tap A. And then when I fucking did it, I'm like, oh, I just hold this thing. I'm like, this is fucking stupid. So the fishing was not complicated. Uh, it was hard to understand at first, but then once I understood it, it was the easiest fucking thing to do in the game. It was kind of, I'm just doing it because I'm here. I need some black marks. Um, the black mark trader was interesting i thought that was pretty cool to have like a little black market guy mm-hmm. um and be able to trade for skins I, I did like the skins that were in there the alternate skins we i bought the i think we both bought the yeah. deluxe edition so you get the ruined skins but the like the tabletop ari skin i thought that was fucking awesome they nailed that skin uh but I think overall, if I had to rate this game, I would give it like a solid seven out of ten. Like it had its fair amount of problems in terms of bugs, but like once you get past the bugs, the game was pretty fluid. The the combat, oh, we haven't even talked about combat. The combat was actually really interesting for turn based. I've never played a game where you. So I've played like um, some of the older Final Fantasy games. You have an action gauge that that builds up you know, over time. And that allows you to use an action. Um, this doesn't have an action gauge, but it <clears throat> definitely had like, it would show you, you know, who's next or whatever. And, and that's pretty common in final fantasy or whatever. And a lot of turn base, you can see kind of who's next or whatever, but you could gauge when your attack's going to be, or you can affect that using the different lanes, which is a league thing, obviously. So that was cool. That they were able to work in lanes like, Hey, these speed lane, your attack does less damage, but you attack faster. The normal lane is obviously normal, and then the power lane, um, you do more damage, but your cooldown is longer, so you can't attack quite as fast. Um, and then working that into the buff and debuff system that they had, like when you're fighting uh, Viego, 
you definitely have to jump different lanes at certain times, oh, and different attacks to avoid. Yeah, to avoid the miss, which was really fucking cool. I'm like, oh, that's a really fun way to like force a player to pay attention to what they're doing. Um, think about their attacks instead of just button mashing attack, attack, attack. Like, oh, you probably don't want to use a skill right now, but guess what? You have to use a skill, and you're gonna have to burn some mana because otherwise you fall into this affliction or. Hey, I think if I kill this guy, I, I can use a power attack to kill this guy. But if I use the power attack, I don't attack till after, and he gets in the healing, uh, the healing circle. And now I'm not going to be able to kill him, so I'm going to have to use a speed attack to to hit him, and then I'll have to kill him on the next go around or whatever, you know. So I thought that was pretty cool. Um, every single alt that they give you, I thought was badass. There wasn't one that I disliked, although my favorite was the Pike, the level one Pike ulti, where he just slashes everybody. Um, I used the dust blade of Drakthar with him and I put on, uh, I believe I put on the burning tip or whatever it was called to his knife and then onto his cloak. I put on a bleed effect. And so I would just slash the shit out of people and they'd be ignited bleeding. Um, and they would just, it's like, Oh, you just applied true damage to the whole squad. And so now when you attack next, you should be able to pull off some of his skills or whatever. So I thought that was pretty cool. Um, beyond that, I think that I would leave, uh, the rest of it up for, for you guys to, to play and, um, experience. Hopefully I haven't played it in a couple weeks, so hopefully some of the major bugs are fixed. Hopefully they figure out the misfortune bug with getting her for weapon. Real, I want to get those, that legendary. Um, I did go through and get all legendaries and I no longer wanted to waste time trying to figure out some of the puzzles. Some of the puzzles are hard as fuck. I'm not gonna lie to you. Some of them like they can be very cryptic. And so I did like that. Like I spent a lot of time in the I think it was the purification temple with the lights in the uh Yeah. Was it the stag and the owl the bell puzzle? I spent a lot of time trying to figure out the bell puzzle. Um and then I later found out that there's like a secret bell puzzle. I'm like, there's a fucking secret one. How the fuck do you find the clues for that? <laughs> so that was pretty cool. I always like when there's like a, a challenge like that, when you're trying to find the clues or something like that, you're like, where the fuck are those clues? Um, I also like the special abilities that each champion had when they're, when you're dungeon crawling before you're in uh, combat, like Yasuo being able to blow away mist, uh, Pike being able to separate, teams although i felt like that never really fucking worked like i would use pike to throw out his bone skewer and pull someone in so i wouldn't have to fight a multi-wave battle but then i'd still fight a multi-wave battle so i'm like I, this one didn't seem fleshed out um Alawi just basically spawned an extra tentacle and did some damage um brahm would apply concussion stacks and do some damage but he could also knock down weak walls with his shield so that was pretty cool um Ari, you had to hit some certain things with her orb or whatever, but she just did a little bit of damage to start off a fight. So that mm -hmm. was kind of weak. Like some of them were really good and some of them were like, eh, here's just do some damage and there you go. But like Pike being able to dive under the grates, I thought that was pretty cool. And then he'd be, you know, by himself and run around these little dungeons. Um, Brahm sending a Poro in, I thought was pretty cool. Um, Oh, and then Misfortune being able to see things that other champions could not. That was actually rather interesting, too. I never played enough with Misfortune, so I'm sure I missed a lot of extra chests and stuff like that, or extra uh, 
keys to get into certain rooms. There's some chests I didn't get. I'm like, I don't know how the fuck to get in there. Um, so that was pretty cool too. But I thought overall the combat system was the most fleshed out and the least flawed of of, of all the systems in the game. Yeah. No, I mean, yeah, guys, if if you're into like league or particular if you're interested in more lore and like in depth dives of champions, play this game. It's fun. Uh, you said you gave it like a, what, like a seven. I give it a solid seven. It's got some work to do. Like if they could fix up some of the bugs, I could bump it up to like an eight. But some of those bugs are just like watching Ari do nothing after she attacks. They're watching nobody do anything after she attacks for five seconds was really like a fucking buzzkill. It really drove me fucking nuts. And it sounds minuscule, but like some parts you're fighting so many different battles or you're fighting these multi-wave battles and she gets extra turns and shit. And you're like, dude, come on, bro. <laughs> like, I think, so, uh, yeah, I'll give it probably around a seven, maybe like six and a half, seven. Lots of potential, uh, especially if they if they have any add-ons or something. Yeah, yeah, for sure, for sure. Anyways, I think uh, I think that's gonna do it. Yeah. So, um, you know, as usual, guys, we're on Twitter. We got our Twitter account. It is at atle pod. Sub to us on YouTube. Comment on our videos. Follow us on Spotify. I don't know if Spotify has it yet, but I've been getting notifications that you can actually rate us on Spotify now. Sweet. So one out of five stars. Um, and then also on Apple Podcasts, leave us a review. Tell us your thoughts. Let us know what's what's hitting, what's not hitting, suggestions. Uh, we're, we're here to listen to it, man. So if you, if you leave us a review on Apple Podcasts or on Spotify, we will read it yep. out. Unless you say, please don't read this, in which case we will not. <laughs> but they're public anyway, so I think you're SOL in that regard. <laughs> um, I think the season starts in a week. On the seventh, I believe. So, we'll be back with a um, patch rundown. I'm sure the one will come out. Fucking mess too. So, cool. Yeah, guys. Hope hope you're uh, spending time with your families and having a good time. And uh, happy New Year's. So we'll we'll talk to you. We'll talk to you next year. Uh, Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. It's only the 28th today. (laughs) All right, guys. Talk to you later. Later.